Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. There are different kinds of meetings, and there is the believers' meeting. And essentially, when believers gather, um, anything positive is possible. I've learned to stop saying anything is possible. Faith has to be specific. Anything positive is possible. But then it's a combination of faith. Praise God. It's a combination of faith. Results are not dependent on the preacher alone. And results are not dependent on the recipient alone. Praise God. The Bible says why Paul was preaching that he perceived that the man had faith to be healed. Let's go to Romans chapter 11 and we're just going to pray in the spirit for a moment. Romans chapter 11, uh, chapter 1 and verse 11. Romans 1 11. Glory to God. Romans chapter 1 and verse 11. Look at this. For, for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts so that you may be established. He says, I long to see you. That's uh, why is there benefits of physical meetings? There are interactions that can only take place physically. Praise God. And that's why it's important that we gather together. And he says that so that you may be established. That, that is, I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. There is a mutual faith in the body of Christ. Praise God. So your presence here brings a dimension of the anointing. My presence brings a dimension of the anointing. And so before we get on with our meeting, we have to come into agreement that we're believing God for the impossible tonight. And I tell you, listen very carefully. This is a faith meeting. And we're trusting God for material needs to be met. Glory to God. We're trusting that after this meeting, we'll have death spade off, people healed, open doors. Glory to God. Marriages blessed and people's faith renewed. Glory to the name of the Father. Because you know what? It's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Glory to God. And if he has given us his son, how much more? Will he freely give us all things? Glory to the name of the Father. Hallelujah. So let's let's get our faith together. We're just going to pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment. And what we're saying by praying in the Spirit is, Father, we come together. In the name of Jesus, we agree today that this meeting will set up something in our hearts. In the name of Jesus, Rosh Kadabahate. Oh, we agree. We agree. <laughs> we agree, Jesus. We agree together. Oh, yeah. We believe that things will turn. We believe that things will shift. We believe <laughs> that we will have the victory. Glory to God in every area of our life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I want to welcome everyone. Let's get into the word. Is a word immersion meeting. Amen. Thank you, worship team. God bless you. Glory to God. Let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed 
to the things we have heard lest we drift away Paul was writing and says let's give attention let's pay attention to the things we have heard before lest we drift away now one of the things I realize is that sometimes as believers we are always looking for something new we want a new rema we want a new revelation we want something very deep you know i tell some people they are so deep right now they are drowning we want something higher we 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 want something mysterious but there is something about sticking with the basics and being consistent in them you are never a champion if you're never good at the basics in fact every champion is a man who is so good at the basics that is almost an unconscious act and so Paul says that it is important that we give energy to the things we have heard not the things we are hearing not the things we want to hear but certain things that have been taught us and that's why we put up the word connect meeting to it's almost like to say listen it's a reminder meeting it's not a meeting probably where you're going to hear something very new it's not a meeting where you're going to hear something very deep rather it's a meeting that is going to reaffirm the fact that faith in god's word will get the answer praise god you know isn't it amazing today how when you even talk to believers about an issue and you say listen you know what this thing is going on in my life and this is going on let's trust god's word and you hear believers say yes but it's almost like you are trusting the word yeah it's okay but there are other things we need to do and what is the essence of us coming together here listen the essence of us coming together here is to renew our faith in the word (laughs) it looks simple but but it's amazing how unbelief in our days is masqueraded as wisdom a man is walking purely in unbelief and a man says he's wise faith in god's word will get the deal done faith in god's word we get the deal done if you stand on the word of god it will produce the results he said it will produce if you stand on the word of god it doesn't matter how long you stand god's word will do what he says it will do it will deliver what he says it will deliver glory to god and we need a generation of believers again who will simply say god's word said it i believe it and that settles it glory to god we're not looking for a second opinion we're not trying to find what is comfortable with our friends we're not even looking for who agrees with us if we agree with god's word we're on the winning side and it's looking more like the more you agree with god now the more it looks like uh you're not wise you see you can't be wise in god and wise in the world at the same time you need to make a choice what the world calls wisdom is foolishness no act of faith has ever seemed sensible to the human eyes nobody of faith whether they receive material goods whether they receive spiritual things it doesn't matter how faith you know the people we read about faith today we celebrate them because we're reading their work after they have gotten whatever they have gotten i don't know if you understand what i'm saying why are you celebrating noah you're only celebrating Noah because you read that Noah built an ark. But you realize Noah preached for 120 years and nobody believed him. 
And his message was very simple. Rain is going to fall on the earth. What's your mandate? To say rain will fall. Mao says they laughed him to scorn. And Jesus calls him a preacher of righteousness. When Noah was preaching all of those days and building the ark, it was not wise. How do you build an ark where there are no visible signs of rain? But you know what? Today, if God instructs us to build an ark, we'll try to appeal to our friends first. We'll try to explain, you know what? You know, this ark is not really like I really want to build it. But you know, when God says it, no, 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 no. How many of us try to defend God before men? God is God. He can sort himself out. Just obey him. Just do what you know is right in the word. You know, I like... (laughs) I like the story of Gideon when God sent him to, to destroy the, 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 the Baal altar and everything. He went at night and then he wanted to beat him in the day. And his father said something. He said that God can fight for himself. Don't try to fight for God. A lot of believers try it. And you know what fighting for God means? It's leaning on human flesh. Are, are you following what I'm saying? And that's why most times our prayers are like, you know, oh God, do this so people will not laugh at me. No, you're not conscious of the power of God. You're just conscious of people thinking you are a failure. You don't want to appear like a failure in the eyes of men. That's your problem. And that's why sometimes it is difficult for us to step out on the impressions of God in our heart because they are almost unexplainable to the human mind. Faith in God's word will always produce a result. Philippians chapter 3 verse 1. Philippians chapter 3 and let's look at verse 1. Philippians 3 verse 1. Look at what Paul says. Finally my brethren rejoice in the Lord for me to write the same things to you is not tedious but for you it is safe. I always say this that reputation in the Christian faith is safety. Reputation is safety. He says to write the same things to you is not tedious. It is for your safety. It is for you to, <laughs> you know, I, I preached somewhere this morning and I gave an example. I said, how many people will come and say, well, you know, I've been brushing my teeth for 30 years. I think I want to take two months break. Nobody's going to do that. Or say, well, I've been having my baptism as I was a child. What is it? I want to take one month break. No, we will not accommodate you here if you took one month break of backing, of bathing. Now you know what? Bathing is simple. Brushing your teeth is simple. There's nothing complex about it. But your ability to dwell with other human beings is based on the consistency of that simple action. Are you following what I'm saying? It's the same thing with the Christian faith. It's the same thing with the subject of faith. Your proficiency is based on your consistency. It's not... You see every day when I look at God's word and I look at my life and I look at what's going on in the world, I just tell myself that listen, people are trying to make this thing complex it's not tough to have faith in God it's not tough let me tell you what faith is in simple terms if someone meets the doctor right now and the doctor just look at them and like wow oh, wow, oh you have this and they call one name, even if the name doesn't exist Let's assume the doctor was lying. The name does not exist. You have something, 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 sickness. I say, you know what? This sickness is only three people that have it in the world. And well, you know what? You're going to stop eating plantain. You're going to stop eating egg. 
you're going to stop eating this and make sure you drink four liters of water every day you know what's going to happen when that guy lives there offer them a crate of egg what are they going to tell you no offer them plantain what are they going to tell you no and you're going to always see them with water bottle checking the liter i have done two and a half i've done three ah it's almost time and you see the wife the children encouraging them just drink small just try just try your best what has that what was that that's faith in the word of the doctor what does faith in the word of the doctor do to you it changes your life it changes your behavior it changes your belief what that means is you get into the doctor's office thinking one thing you leave another man you are actually born again into the doctor's kingdom and that's what faith is and that's why jesus says for us to move the mountain what we need is faith that is as small as a mustard seed it's not a big faith every faith giant you respect today is a fake man who started using his faith consistently used this faith and god trusted them with more things to do with their faith praise god I want to challenge you in this meeting. Get back to using your faith to trust in God. Get back to it. Get back to believing that God can meet your needs. Get back to believing that God can heal your sickness. Get back to believing that God cares for you and loves you and has got a plan for your life and you can walk in that plan. Most of us are explaining ourselves out of the provisions of God. Praise God. That's what faith is. That you hear a word and you adjust your lifestyle to fit that word. You adjust your confession to fit that word. You adjust your declaration to fit that word. That's what it means to have faith. Glory to the name of the Father. That's what it means to have faith. That God gives me a word. And I believe that word in spite of natural evidences. Natural circumstances. I choose to believe that whatever God tells me, that's how it's going to look like. It doesn't matter what it's looking like right now. And we're not trying to make God, we're not trying to help God make it look better. There is power in believing God. There's just in it. You know, most times, let me tell you something. I, I was, I kind of travel within Africa and do missions. This simple experience in my life changed everything I kind of understood about faith. I published a magazine um, two months before I traveled to, to Kenya and Uganda about a female pilot and how she flew the plane. I was very encouraged by her, wrote about her, you know, got a lot of stuff about her and published it just to encourage young people. I was really inspired by her. And then I went to Kenya to preach and I had to go to Uganda and there was a lot of issues with Kenya Airways then and the plane was delayed. So they put a lot of passengers in one flight. So it was this big Boeing plane. And then here came this woman, not very tall. She just showed up, we in the plane. I said, you know what? Uh... Well, I'm your pilot. I'm sorry we're late. And da, 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 da. We're going to get to Uganda in a couple of minutes. Da, 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 da. Ah, in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> I thought she was the air hostess. 
You know, I prayed in tongues all through that flight. Was I afraid? No, 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 I was afraid. I just wanted to back up as she was flying. But do you realize something? You know, God used that to teach me a lesson. I had just published a magazine two months ago about how female pilots, but I didn't really believe they could fly planes. When I was hit with the reality that, okay, here is this female pilot. And you know, if the, if the, if the lady was big and you say, okay, and then God brings a very solid size. Then what happens? They're like, ah, I'm not sure. So that means the magazine that I published, there was no faith in it. I just published it because it looks like a good thing. But I didn't really believe. Because now when I was faced with the situation, I prayed in tongues. I don't know if you get my example. How many times do you confess something and when you're really faced with the provision, you discover you don't have faith? Like God is going to provide my need. God is going to provide my need. Then a text comes from the landlord. Your rent will still expire. You say, ha, this Lagos. Somebody will not die in this Lagos. You know, your confession has just changed. The truth of the matter is you did not believe that God will meet your need. You just said it because it's a nice thing to say. What am I trying to say? Faith is not just getting some good catchphrase and repeating them. Faith is born of the product of the heart. It's the abundance of the immersion of God's word that you naturally start saying. Sometimes you even say things and you wonder, how did I say that? Why? Because it's out of your spirit. And that's something we've missed in the message of faith. So what people do, they just collect some nice confessions. I'm a billionaire. I'm rich and I'm not poor. And they say all kinds of stuff. But when they are faced with the reality of the situation, they discover that there's no substance in them. The Bible says if your strength fails in the day of adversity, you have small strength. The day of adversity is the day of the test of your faith. It's easy for anybody to confess whatever they want to confess when things are going good. The best time to start believing God for divine health is when you have not fallen sick. When you start feeling the pains, if you're not careful, <laughs> you, will, you, will, you will doubt the word. What am I trying to encourage you in this meeting to do? I want to challenge you to get back into God's word plant the seed of God's word in your heart. Get, get yourself back into the word. And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying study scriptures for Greek, for Hebrew, for Aramaic, for, no, 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 no. no. Just look at the word of God and say, listen, if God says this about me, I believe it. That's what I'm just saying. Let's get back to the word. Let's start believing that God can preserve us. Let's start, are you following what I'm saying? Let's start believing that God can supply our needs. Let's start believing that God can be specific in supplying our needs. In planning for this meeting, the Lord put that impression in my heart about this meeting. I had a specific sum, an amount that I wanted to use to cover the basic costs. Three days afterwards, I talked to a friend about it. I mean, I just shared about it. Oh, we're going to do this meeting and everything. Three days, he called me and said, you know what? I feel inspired by the Lord to give you this exact amount. It was the exact figure I had in my mind. That's how God works. God can be that exact. God can be that specific. 
You see, let's not reduce God to just like, you know, he's just this spirit being. We don't have an interaction with him. He's just interested only in our spirit. He doesn't care what goes on with us. That's not the true nature of God. I tell people this. When Jesus had finished using the boat of Peter, Peter did not ask him for fish. But God knew the man has been struggling all night. And you know what happened? One word from God launched Peter into a dimension of harvest that he has never seen. But you know what that did to him? And this is very important. You need to listen to this carefully. You know what that did to him? The Bible says Peter worshipped God. You see, the supernatural provisions of God will lead you to deeper worship. There are dimensions of worship you will never give to God if you've never seen God exactly meet a need and just touch you at a point where like, you're like, wow, this is God. You see, as opposed to contrary teaching, prosperity does not make us despise God. People who are truly prospered by God, they stand in awe of God and stand in awe of his provisions and stand in awe of his supply. It never makes you covetous except it didn't come from God. Every time there were divine provisions it led to further worship of God. And I believe that God wants to raise the people up. They can trust him again. Because for the things that God is calling us to do in this age and in this time, we will need mighty, mighty, mighty resources and faith to get it done. In your own life, for your own assignment, a lot of us cannot fulfill God's purpose for our life because we don't know how to trust him to take care of us. When Mother Teresa went to Calcutta, India, began to do what she was doing, that's faith. That's faith. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's like God calls you from Lagos and says, go to one village in Ife and go and start an orphanage. How many appeal letters can you write? You know how many appeal letters get into the hands of wealthy people every single day? Glory to God. Faith is going to rise up in your heart in the name of Jesus. I said faith is going to rise up in your heart in the name of Jesus. Let's, let's look at... Um, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. And I'll show you something here. Hebrews chapter 11. Thank you Lord Jesus. Hebrews chapter 11 we know it as a faith chapter now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen faith is not just an abstract thing it's a substance because it actually bears realities Let's not, you know, faith is a lifestyle. It's not, it's not a tool. It's not something to just get something. It's actually a way of living. And what is that way of living? It's the way of living from the heavenlies while you're on the earth. That's what faith is. It is not just, you know, I have faith for this, I have faith for that. No, it is actually a culture. Faith is a culture. It's a way of a life. That when you get into the kingdom of God, you do not live by your senses. You live by faith in the spoken word of God. And that is why one of the greatest things a believer can get is relationship with God where God speaks to you. Because faith begins where the will of God is known. Once you know God's will for your life, faith is bettered. 
Faith is not just gathering a bunch of scriptures and say, oh no, 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 no. Faith is gotten from the spoken word of God. From the revealed word of God. From the heard word of God. And once you get a hold of faith in your spirit, it will begin to alternate what you speak. It will begin to alternate the way you look. It will begin to alternate the way you see things. It will even impact on your choices. Glory to God. Now he says, for by it, by what? The elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, they obtained a good testimony. And he says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds were framed. The worlds were arranged by God's word. And, and this is very important. You know, we live in a world created world how did God create this world by speaking how did God create fishes and waters and light and sea by speaking how do men create wars today by speaking how do men create peace today by speaking everything in this world was created by speaking how did you come here by speaking You are where you are, we are where you are today because of the things you said yesterday. It means you can frame your world if you change your speaking today. If you speak God's word over your life, it will impact your world. It will. It will. Listen and listen very carefully. This, this has nothing to do with the word of faith. Whatever you label, you will judge. This is the lifestyle of the believer. The believer believes. That's why it's called the believer. Look at this. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. That means that we can use that invisible resources of faith to create visible things. By faith in God's word, we can actually birth new realities on the earth. And one of the things I hope we have the time to get into tonight, I want to talk about, is that it says, by faith they subdued kingdoms. That means they didn't just use their faith to just get things, they used their faith to change the culture of kingdoms. If we're going to change this nation, listen to me, it's going to be by faith. It's not by <laughs> it's not by saying what everybody's saying. There is an invisible picture of Nigeria in the mind of God that if we want to come to pass, believers will need to learn to talk that picture. You know, some of the I'm sorry to say, but some of the people who say so much hopeless things about this country are children of God. They don't say we are talking real now, leave Bible. Are you serious? And then it looks like you have too much faith when you speak. You know, some people have actually given up on this country. No, they have given up. The faith I'm teaching you in our World Connect meetings is not just faith to be rich. It's faith to subdue kingdoms. It's faith to look at that area in your compound, in your street, where there are a lot of teenage prostitution and say, Father, by faith, we're changing this place to becoming a revival capital. We're changing this place to becoming a war zone. We're changing this place to becoming a zone of righteousness. How are you going to do it? By faith. 
Faith is what believers use to create a new reality on the earth. It is a strong force. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead still speaks. Five, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. You know, when I, sometimes I talk to people and they say, we well, you know what? Faith is not about material things. Faith is just about the spiritual realities. And I'm like, are you joking? If you read Hebrews chapter 11, faith, man, it's a holy, I mean, if you want to write a message uh, for tonight, I'll call it the holistic aspect of faith. Faith is holistic. Don't reduce it to just one thing. You would miss out of the purposes of God. In Hebrews chapter 11, they had their material needs met. They escaped death. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They subdued kingdoms. So, it wasn't like, Hebrews chapter 11, listen, is a family album of what is possible by faith. So, I look at Hebrews chapter 11, and I see how Enoch walked away from death. And that shows me a possibility in the dimension called faith. That through faith, I can walk away from death. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's like faith is a, is a tool you can use in many ways. And only one person could not leave all the dimensions of faith. So you know what God did? God took Brother Tyre and used him to show an aspect of faith. God took Pastor Tolu and used him to show an aspect of faith. God took Brother Tunja and used him to show an aspect of faith. God used Brian Kim and used him to show an aspect of faith. Now when I look at four of them, I don't say Tyre is the one who has more faith than this one. No, 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 no. It's one currency of faith, but it's multidimensional. It shows me the possibility of faith that if I can walk with God enough, I can have what Tyre has, I can have what this guy has, I can have what this guy has. So Hebrews chapter 11 is a family picture of the possibilities of whatever you can experience. You can literally walk away from death by faith. That's what we see in the life of Enoch. And he was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Listen loud and clear. God rewards. You know, sometimes we make it look like spiritual, like, you know, I'm just serving God. I don't want anything. I'm just serving out of love. You're a liar. I'm serving God out of love. But at the same time, there are rewards. There are rewards. If the Father says, your heavenly Father knows that you, know, you need these things, don't be too spiritual. You know, some people are so spiritual. What do you want from God? Nothing. I just love him. <laughs> Me? I love him. I don't mind the car. <laughs> I don't mind the house. I don't mind some etiquettes to go and preach. You see, the beauty of trusting God to meet your need is that you have an engagement with God and you see the Father heart of God. God rewards. 
and listen when the disciples met him and said we've left everything and, and we've followed you what shall we get you know what he said he said in this in this life come on somebody say in this life say in this life he says you will receive houses brothers you know persecution he said in this life and in the life to come he was the one that said in this life he came from the mouth of Jesus So now you say, well, everything is about heaven. You, you know, sometimes you realize that by the time you get to heaven, you will not even enjoy the place because you will be so angry at yourself because in this life, have you realized sometimes when they say, oh, for instance, you went to a party and they say, well, there's food, there's everything. You didn't know that there was food. You now went to go and carry your money. Went to buy one, mama put food like this. Manage in your humility. They say everybody enter this door. You say no, you don't like to disturb people. Then you now get home. Now open Instagram. And see where people are just snapping. In the same party you went, see chicken. See, ah, you know that bitterness cannot be cured because the event has passed. If there was somebody who was rushing you to go home, you'd be so angry at that person. Some of you will be angry at your pastors when you get to heaven. Whenever you want to get there. For those who want to go, <laughs> you'll be so angry, like what? It's God's will to prosper us, it's God's will to heal us. Don't take salvation and healing and leave prosperity. Don't take salvation and healing and prosperity and leave protection. It's God's will to save you from death. It's God's will to save you from kidnappers. It's God's will to release his angels before you. It's God's will to keep you from dashing your foot on the stone. God can preserve you from the hands of the hand robbers. Faith can get that done. It's not childish. Especially in a nation like ours. You need all the faith you can. To live as long as you can. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you still here? Let's read on. Praise God. It says... By faith, Noah being divinely warned of the things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. What did Noah use faith to do here? Noah used faith to act on an instruction of God. God warned him beforehand what was going to come on the earth. Many years ago, God told Brother Hagin, that a recession was coming on the earth and told him what to do to his ministry staff. Say, cut down this crusade, cut down that, cut down that. And Kenahigi Ministries overcame that recession without feeling a bite of it. There are Christians today who have no idea when a recession is coming on the earth. Do you know what God did with Joseph? God literally used Joseph to break the power of famine in Egypt. Listen, Joseph is a pattern for us. I said Joseph is a pattern for us are you hearing what I'm saying there are some of us here that God is going to put the spirit of faith in and you are the ones with the solution to the economy of our country God is going to supernaturally just release wisdom for business it's not canal by that wisdom the seed of God was preserved if not for that wisdom Israel would have died of famine Jacob there now as Israel because Jacob had to send his seed to Israel to, to, to Egypt to buy food 
And like what Bishop David Oibor used to say, say not to beg, but to buy. Very important. Didn't send them to beg, but to buy. Even in the midst of famine, the man was still buying food. You know, I don't know how we got into this place where we have absolutely and literally stripped the word of God of its power to keep us in this world. And some of you right now are struggling with trusting God to meet your basic needs. How can you trust him with your salvation if you can't trust him to take care of you? Being divinely warned. He acted on that. Built an ark without going to an engineering school because the man had faith. Built something totally new on the earth just trusting God. And this is a dimension of faith that God wants us to lock up to. To be able to build stuff. There are many people who are depending on us, acting on faith, I tell you. Many people. Many people. This thing about faith is not just for yourself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are people's destiny locked up in your own destiny. There are people's destiny locked up in your purpose. That God wants us. To get a hold of, you know, we, we must have that sense. Joseph said, You meant it for good, but 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 for evil, but God turned it around for good to preserve your life, to preserve your life. Joseph was comfortable as the chief steward in Potiphar's house, but there was a greater purpose for his life. You see, as you're here tonight, there is a greater purpose for your life than your children, your house, your car. There are destinies. There are nations. Take a look at the African continent. There are many things we can do. There are nations we can go to. There are churches we can plant. Glory to God. There are things we can do with our faith. This thing is not just about if we have a comfortable life. It's more than comfort. Faith is for kingdom purpose. I said faith is for kingdom purpose. To be able to do something beyond. George Muller built an orphanage that took care of 10,000 orphans. Trusting God to meet. Go and read his biography. Trusting God to meet his needs. And 10,000 orphans, orphans were fed in his lifetime of ministry because one man had faith. 10,000 orphans linked up because a man had faith. How many people go to bed hungry every day because you lack faith? How many children will never go to school because you can't believe God? How many people will never come into salvation because you don't have enough faith to step into ministry and do what God has asked you to do? See, this thing is not about us. I said, this thing is not about us. This thing about faith is not about us. It's about, you see, no man can fulfill his purpose in God without faith. Because your purpose in God will always be larger than your goals and your dreams and your ambitions and your plans. Let's read on. I like this. It says, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. How? Look at this. How would you go out to a place you don't know? How? <laughs> you know, this is, one, this is one reason why people don't answer the call to ministry. Because they don't know. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, come on. We're all, all, all adults in this place. Imagine you get up tomorrow 
and you say pastor God has spoken to me so where are you going to say I don't know but I'm just following God even me will counsel you that you see you see something about this life is life is, is, is wisdom when you are going at least you should have an address no, 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 come on, let's be honest. We read these things and it looks like I Abraham. Man, this was there was no GPS, there was no Uber. He, the guy had a location but no destination. It's just like you get into an Uber and say, Where are you going? He said, I don't know, just drive. When we look at this, it looks like, Wow, Abraham, Abraham. But how many of us can dare take God at His word? Some of us even have 10 year plan for our lives. We can't afford not to have those plans. You know something I realized? I mean, it's very shocking. For me, nowadays it's difficult for me to set goals. It's just really difficult. Because God has smashed all my goals. Like, like, Tyler <laughs> is laughing. You know my goal now? Is to just fellowship more with God and just hear his voice. And I realized that even the things I didn't set as goal, he just does them. Because I realized that my goals are even limiting God. You know, I set this goal. And I'm like, man, this is a giant goal. If I can just, I mean, one of the things that God did to me in the last three years, I said to God, I'm like, man, this year, we are taking January ending, bam, the goals are smashed. I just realized that for the rest of the year, there's no goal. And you know what God was trying to teach me? Let me be your goal. Let me be that one you're seeking after. And these things you're looking for, I will even show you how to go about them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, I tell you, I tell you, brothers and sisters, my heart is bleeding for the body of Christ. We need to know what real faith means. Real faith. Real faith. Tangible faith. We need to begin to come together again and begin to share testimonies of faith. Glory to God. I mean, to the glory of God. I was just talking to my brother. We we're planning to have this meeting. I was thinking of where to rent instruments and everything. Thank God for, for Pastor Talk. He just reached out. And we talked and he said, Oh, don't worry. I'll get my guys to come and give you sound. Man, that's faith. <laughs> that's the result of faith. And when God asked us to come to Lagos to hold World Connect, it wasn't because anybody was in Lagos. It wasn't because there was a church member. Even some people who are my covenant friends are not here. You know that ministry is not a gathering of relationships, it's not a reunion, it's not old boys' association. Don't you get what I'm saying? You can just go. I mean, and I'll tell you, every pastor here, never plan anything anywhere because somebody said it will happen. It must be God sending you. I said it must be God sending you. And I've always realized when God sends, He provides Himself a lamb for the sacrifice. He will provide Himself. He will provide Himself. When we're planning for this meeting, a lot of things were not going right. And my wife, my wife is very blunt and straightforward. And she asked me a question. I was telling my brother. My wife asked me, I mean, weather issues, flights, we had to buy multiple tickets just to get. And she asked me, she said, it's God that is sending you, right? You know, when she asked me that question, you know what I did? I just laughed. I laughed not because, you know, I had to ask myself again, like, <laughs> And you know what? You know I laughed, and I told her two days later. I said, "You know why I laughed when you asked me that question? That is the one question every child of God should be able to answer with either a yes or a no. 
what you're doing right now is it God sending you is it God or society is it God or this is what is good I, I don't know if you understand every child of God should be able to answer without a shadow of a doubt yes God sent me on this mission because we're trying to have faith for things and areas where God had not sent us you know when God called Abraham if anybody had read the story of Abraham just decided I want to follow in the footsteps of Abraham you'll be lost in the desert because God will not lead you and you realize that as Abraham was going even in his mistake God was covering him God was helping him why? because this was a man on assignment from God and by God we need to be sure that what we're doing is God's will for our life let's go on it says by faith Abraham obeyed so faith helps us to obey God that's one of the greatest tools of faith obedience the just lives by faith so when a man has faith that man is able to do what to obey God because the things that God is going to ask you to do would require faith you know I know it's been bastardized a lot but do you realize that giving you cannot give the way God wants you to give if it is not by faith am I right yeah every giving every genuine giving spirit led giving is going to be by faith you realize that most times when the Lord asks you to give the most is when you have the less am I right okay except you're not a giver so you might not know whether I'm right or not and it's fine but you realize that certain times when God instructs you give like God that's all I have and like Jesus to plant as we say he will say that's all I'm asking for I'm asking for more when God asked Abraham to sacrifice Isaac as a type of Christ you know God was specific he said thy son thy only son because the other one was not registered you know it's easy when God asks for a son to just bring Ishmael <laughs> so at least let's just let God help us cancel this mistake once and for all how many of you have experienced that when God asks you to give something to someone then you pick the one you don't like and after you have given it that thing still keeps like it's not that shoe it's this other shoe I remember one time I had that experience and I gave out almost all my clues God ministered to me to give a brother and you know how you you save and buy this one suit that is just one suit for special occasions in fact when you have worn the suit and the occasion has closed you don't mind you know pulling it and keeping it in paper bag and wrapping it back for the next occasion and God says give it to one pastor that was just starting I said no 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 way <laughs> not giving this one give him this other one give him this other one give him this other one and I looked like ah now at the end I'll still give this one so instead of emptying my wardrobe why not like you realize that because God knows that giving is sacrifice no giving is convenient no giving because the human nature was designed to retain and to receive giving of time giving of your sacrifice I mean all of us who made this meeting today it wasn't because we didn't have what to do my coming to preach here today is not because there's nothing to do. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If anything is going to get done, somebody's going to do something by sacrifice and by faith. The question is, who are you going to sacrifice for? The world or the kingdom? Who are you going to obey? The world or the kingdom? Every one of us is obeying someone or something. We just have to decide who. Either we're serving ourselves or we're serving God. Praise God. Now let's go on. It says, By faith, 
He dwelt in a land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which who has which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He's talking about Zion, city of God, Christ. This is what I, I want to, 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 to pull up tonight. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bought a child when she was past the age. Because she judged God faithful who had promised. I want us to, to camp around that a bit. All these mighty works that we have read. Here we find the name of Sarah inserted there. And I like what he said about Sarah. He says she received strength. To conceive seed. We know naturally Sarah's body was dead. Nothing could be done. There were no medical sciences. But the Bible says by faith. She received strength. And what I want you to see tonight is. That strength literally changed her womb and impacted her physical body. That's the power of faith. That's the power of faith. This was not just figurative. This was literal. That literally Sarah's womb was able to conceive seed again even when she was past the age by the spirit of faith. It means that the spirit of faith can reverse things in our life. When we have even passed certain markers in our life, the spirit of faith can go back and re reverse those things and get those promises to us. But you know what? The scripture says, because she judged him faithful. And that's the question. How do you judge God? What's your judgment of God? Many times we cannot receive that which God has for us because we don't judge him faithful. What does it mean to judge God faithful? You put God along with other facts. You put God along with what you call the reality of your country. You put God along with other realities and you sit in that seat and listen, you know what? Like, can God really come true for me? Will God really come true for me? Is God able to do this? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Every day of our life, we are judging between God and circumstances. Every single day. Every single day. We look at our nation. We look at our church. We look at our ministries. Even as a pastor, God has called you into ministry. And you look at the number of people on, in your front every Sunday. And it's a judgment of, is God faithful? God has spoken to you about the nations. And you, you, can't, you can hardly have a transport fare to get to church. And yet God keeps talking to you about the nations. How many of you have gone to that place where you even tell God, I don't want any new prophecy. Like it's okay. Like I'm going to make you great. It's okay, don't make me great. I don't want why? Because your prophetic word doesn't look like the reality of who you are right now. But you know what? Is God is giving you an opportunity to judge him. Do you judge him faithful? Why do we compromise our faith? We don't judge him faithful. You know why do we want to try to help God? We don't judge him faithful. If God, if we know the extent of 
you know what I've, I've, I've said this right if we know how far God will go to get us in his plan huh, we will just rest in the arms of God and I, I challenge every one of you seated here tonight if you look back at your life and check the times you've had the greatest miracles there were times where it looked like you didn't even have faith you know what there were times you're just like I don't know it was easy for God to do things for you faith is a childlike trust in the faithfulness of God just childlike trust God is able to do it God is able to do it and God is able to do it and God is able to do it that's what faith means God is able to do it I want the body of Christ to come back to that place where we can have faith in God's word and we don't allow the world to run us we don't allow the world to dictate to us how the church should be we don't allow the world to dictate its culture to us if we're going to be the church that leads we must be the church of faith no church has ever changed history without faith in God not even in the miraculous because right now we have people who have more faith in medicine than what God will do you know and life is very funny you sit you stand on the pulpit and teach on immortality and pastors are going to kill you the next time they're the ones encouraging you to buy supplements of long life that's hypocrisy if you take this tablet you're funny sometimes you go and all you're hearing about from the pulpit is diet is diet it's good there's nothing wrong with it but we know that by faith Enoch did not see death come on come on come on come on we know by faith Enoch did not see death it's there in the scriptures a generation needs to rise up and lay hold of immortality and lay hold of the fact that that same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead if it dwells in us it will quicken our mortal bodies not just at the resurrection but in this very present life that he can renew our youth like that of an eagle but the first people who will fight you over the truth are preachers and then the next time they encourage you to go and sell a longevity drug what does that mean they believe the chinese man they've they've looked at the they've they've, they've just gone and they say chinese men are okay their herbs are strong <laughs> you know every day in our life is an opportunity to judge god do you believe that in the midst of the insecurity in this country god can keep you that no harm will befall you do you believe that The word said a thousand we fall by left and ten thousand by right hand. Only with our eyes shall we behold and see the reward of the wicked. And somebody say, well, are you not saying the people would? I don't know. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying what the word says. I, I, don't, I don't have an explanation. But I'm just saying what the word says. What about that great man of God? No, 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 no. Keeping your eyes on Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. We only have one example. His name is Jesus our example in the faith is not your mentor his name is Jesus Paul says follow me as I follow Christ so ultimately Christ is our role model and Christ walked away from death many times when his time had not come he says I have power to lay down this life and to pick it up we are not at the mercy of kidnappers we are not at the mercy of cultists we are not at the mercy of stray bullets 
God's got a plan for our life. And that plan is a plan of long life. With long life will he satisfy us and show us his salvation. Glory to God. God told Brother Copeland, he said, there are many anointings on the earth that should be on the earth if my servants have not died. He said, walk with me and stay long. And Brother Copeland is aiming from 120. And he's doing it strong and big. At 83, he's, 83, he's still preaching over two hours. Many of us will go to the gym, we come from the gym, we don't eat sugar, we don't eat juice, we, we're just eating bitter things all along. We want to stay alive and we still have body pains. It's good. It's good. Put a portion of that energy into the word. Because they walked for 40 years in the wilderness and their natural force was not abated, neither was any feeble among them. I said, Neither was any feeble among them. I said, Neither was any feeble among them. God wants another generation again that's going to walk by the cloud of pillar by day and the pillar of fire by night, and our bodies will be sustained by the very life of God. It's possible, it's possible, it's possible. That's what God wants us to begin to use our faith for hallelujah I said hallelujah God wants a generation that will lay hold on the word of God and say give me this mountain it's 40 years ago God promised me this mountain 40 years after I'm well able ah, come on, say, I'm well able to take the mountain there is a Caleb generation that will lay hold on to 40 years of promises 40 years still strong it's like are you following what I'm saying it's like God I'm just saying now it's like God promises you a car when you're 40 and then you buy the car when you're 80 you know by the time you buy the car when you're 80 they're not carrying your leg inside ah papa oh yeah put your leg like this no 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 no. it's like you're saying I'm well able to drive you know what Caleb was trying to say my strength when God promised me and my strength when I received it is still the same is still the same and how did Caleb get this spirit of faith they believed what God said were well able to go and conquer and other people say oh no we are not able we are not able and I like what the, the scripture says you know God will not argue with your stupidity in Numbers chapter 14 verse 28 it says as long as I live as you have spoken to my ears so shall I do to you it means God had a plan for their life they had a plan for their life God says since you will not cooperate with my plan I will cooperate with your plan since you want to die not a problem let's go for it and Caleb and Joshua said we are well able and God says let's go for it so ultimately Mark 11 23 24 you will have what you say Ah, everybody in this country is suffering. No, 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 not everybody. It might be everybody around you, but not everybody. You have what you say. You have what you say. God's plan will not be forced on your life. You have to accept it. God's plan of health will not be forced on your life. God's plan of increase will not be forced on your life. God's plan of preservation and protection. Do you literally know there are people who think that you don't need to trust God for protection? And then you now hear very funny comparisons. You know, uh, even if it's in America, it, what police will do, they'll be praying and praying and praying. Don't, don't get around scornful people. Psalm 1-1, who scorn at the word. You know how many high school deaths are in America? 
because they don't publish their debt doesn't mean it's the safest country in the world you need preservation how would you like to live in a country and you just see somebody come in school with a gun shoot everybody in class <laughs> you need preservation safety is in God I said safety is in God and don't join the people who say you people are praying too much it's not prayer Nigeria needs it's not prayer it's not prayer it is voting bring out your card you see where our card has put us it's sometimes you, 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 you wonder when believers talk are you joking that we don't need prayers we're joking absolutely I said you need prayers for protection you need prayers for provision. You need prayers all the time. My grandmother used to say prayer is not too much. And I agree with her. Pray. Let me show you something. We'll come back here. Let me show you something quickly. Go to... <laughs> you, must, you must take scornful people out of your life. Go to Mark 5.40. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're done in about 15 minutes. Mark chapter 5 and verse 40. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you getting something here tonight? Is your faith rising here tonight? I'm believing God that after this meeting, most of us are going to get into the faith zone and I'll tell you something, supernatural supplies are going to come to you. Supernatural favors are going to come to you. Things that you have long awaited, God is just going to turn it around in the name of Jesus. Mark 5.40 Jesus wanted to raise this dead girl up. The Bible says, and they ridiculed him. They laughed at him. They laughed at him. They ridiculed him. But when he put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. And you know what? He raised that child. The question I said, the question is this. If Jesus knew that certain miracles could not happen in the presence of certain people, you're not wiser than him. For your faith to be active, you need to get some people out of your life those who scorn and those who ridicule and those who ridicule your prayer life they ridicule your giving you know somehow there's a way people ridicule your giving when you are a sower they ridicule your giving they ridicule your faith they ridicule your prayer they ridicule your confession psalm 1 verse 1 we don't sit among the scornful those who despise our consecration you're confessing God's word and you're ready. It's not by confession. Is Dangote confessing? Are you Dangote? Why? Why? What problem do they have with that man? You know, he, 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 Dangote did not pray. I'm not Dangote. I need prayer. My name is Maxwell Logaga. I need prayer. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? And you know, gradually, we, have begin to, we are beginning to take our dependency on God because we feel that somebody somewhere achieved something without going through this process. I don't care how many people in this world are rich without prayers. For me and my household, we put prayer first. Why? Because that's what I see in the Word. Don't, don't walk with people who scorn faith. You talk about buying a building. They're like, ah, oh, no. Anybody that reduces your faith has reduced your ability to be of a blessing to many people. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this and listen very carefully. Many things you will require in this life, you, many basic things you will require for yourself to succeed, you might not need faith. That's the truth. For you, I mean, you, your family, your house, I know you might really not need so much faith. You know where faith starts kicking in? 
when you want to be of a blessing. That's the truth. I mean, I know people here who earn enough not to even start any company. You can just go to work. Earn a few hundred bucks. Take care of your family. Your children will go to school. Your life will be calm. But when you want to start stretching and say, come on guys, let's do something for the kingdom. That's when you're going to require faith. I, I, I don't know if you understand. It won't, it won't require so much faith for me to stand up in my church and preach this morning without spending everything we'll spend to put up this meeting. It's when you now decide, oh, let's go and bless the people in a particular city. Then your faith starts kicking in. You see, the life of comfort is not the life of faith. The life of comfort is never the life of faith. If it's too comfortable, faith is absent. Faith always keeps you on the cutting edge. Faith always keeps you leaning on God. Are you following this? Faith always keeps you doing what? Leaning on God. So the Bible says by faith, Sarah received strength to conceive. Sarah received strength to conceive. In Luke chapter 1 verse 45, the angel told Mary, said, blessed is she that believeth. For there shall be a performance of those things which were spoken to her by the Lord. When the Lord has spoken, when the Lord has spoken, your believing is what commits to performance. Are are you following what I'm saying? It's not enough. It's not enough just for God to speak. It's not enough just for God to speak. There must be a believing and I want you to see that that's very important there must be a believing we have to work on our believing do we really believe this word do you really believe when God talk, what God says about your salvation do you believe about what God says about your health do you believe what God says about your ministry that is the labor we labor to enter the rest of believing and I'll tell you believing is not easy because you find people who believe today and they don't believe tomorrow and they believe today the, the proof that you have believed is when there's consistency in your confession consistency in your lifestyle consistency in your declaration let's do two more scriptures first thessalonians chapter two thank you lord jesus are you getting blessed tonight first thessalonians chapter two and verse 13 for some of us these truths are just reaffirming god's word first thessalonians chapter two and verse 13 it says for this reason for this reason we also thank god without season because when you received the word of god which you heard from us you welcomed it not as the word of man but as it is in truth the word of god which also effectively 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 works in you who believe so there is a working of the word there is a working of the word. When you get a hold of God's word and you believe it, that word starts working on you. You see, first of all, the word of God will work on you before it works for you. You know, many people just want the word of God to work for them, not work in them. It's like you got a hold of God's word and one of the first things God begins to tell you is change the life you live. Or change your confession. Or change your giving. And the word begins to work in you. It's working in you. What is the word doing? It's getting you ready for your harvest. And that's why many people just want faith to get things. They don't want faith to change their lifestyle. You know, living righteously is going to be by faith. And what happens? I get the word of God. And the word of God starts working in me. I get the word of God. And the word of God starts pointing areas of lust, of offense, of bitterness in my heart. And say, say, get rid of them. You know what's happening? I'm looking for a manifestation. God is working in me. He's getting me ready. 
it's getting me ready one thing i realized in my faith work over the number of years i've just been been on the subject of faith is this i realized that at a point when god has succeeded in getting that work done in you your harvest comes without you even praying i just realized that like it's it's like you're not actively believing for something you just maybe think of something and it comes you know what god has worked in you the word has worked in you that's what i just realized you just realize that oh help this ah provisions are there provisions are there provisions <laughs> you know one of our partners showed me and said you know we would like to cover the cost for this meeting and i and you know before i could get back to him i realized that there was no cost why provisions were made already and we didn't we didn't god did not even give us the opportunity to believe him you do you understand like you know there is like okay we're gonna have this outreach oh god oh father oh lord no he didn't give us that privilege when we leave here we're going to quara state in june and i was showing one of our staff a pastor a, a pastor in the city just so I, oh, I learned you're coming to Christ. He said, When you're coming, your accommodation, your mobility, and your feeding for the days of the program is on me. Do you realize that God did not give us the privilege to believe Him? Like, we're not done with this meeting. We just put it there, oh, we're going to do something in that city. And accommodation and provision and mobility is taken care of. Why? Because we have come to the realm where God has worked in us. And therefore, the word is working for us. Are you hear what I'm saying? It's no longer a struggle. Oh, Father, Lord, we are believing you. No, no, no. He's not even giving us the privilege to believe anymore. That's what he says in the book of Amos. He said, The days are coming when the reaper will overtake the sower. What does that mean? You will not know whether you are sowing or you are reaping. You will just be sowing and reaping and reaping and sowing. You know, times and seasons will merge into one single life. You will no longer be saying, I'm, I'm sowing my seed, so I'm believing God for a harvest. You will not know which time is harvest, which time is seed. Your life will come into one constant flow of God's supply. Glory to the name of the Father. I said, glory to the name of the Father. That's where God wants to bring us to. God wants to bring us to a place in our walk with Him where seasons are meshed. Where our life is no longer by the sun or by the moon. He becomes our son of righteousness. It's no longer dry seasons and hot seasons. It's no longer years of famine and years of plenty. It is one single year of God. Just God. If only what I'm saying, just a seamless flow of the abundance and the provision and the goodness of God. But first, we have to believe the word. Not believe man, believe the word. Something happened recently, and I called my brother and I said, Listen, I, I know I know whatever is going on right now, but you keep your eyes on the word. And never let your confession get into what is going on. It might look like it's a loss. But if you believe the word, he'll turn it around for your good. When Joseph was thrown into prison, no human calculation will ever know that he's a... You know, we like the story of Joseph. We like to read it and teach it. But we don't like to live it. Come on. We like it. Joseph, ah, I like Joseph. He's my favorite role model. Okay. Do you know if, you, if God had allowed Joseph to plan his own life, he would not plan it that way. 
he would have just planned that you know what after i'm 13 i'll write a scholarship exam i'll be the top they'll take me to egypt the king of egypt will just take me as his son then i'll just quickly rise i'll start as a governor become a prime minister then i'll send a message home quickly and just bring papa then i'll buy this area that's what he would have planned he would not have planned potiphar in fact he would not have planned his brother's hatred he would have said, well, when I write the scholarship, they will give me citizenship. Then I will just bring Reuben and, and Simeon to be with me, to take him. <laughs> and God said, don't worry, I have a better plan. These guys are going to sell you. If you don't know how to handle the hatred of people close to you, you'll never walk in faith. Because sometimes your purpose requires that degree of hateness to propel you from a state of comfort to a state of dependency in God. And what that will do is that it will breed offense in you and God will have to walk love in you first so your faith can work. That's why it's God that most of the people you trust to help you in church will disappoint you. Your partners say, don't worry, go. Go, just go. Go and pay for the hall. What is it? Pay for the water. I know how much I spend on suya. What is church hall like I don't pay for? Now go and commit yourself two years and sign contract. The mass number stopped going. Joseph in prison. And then you have an opportunity to judge God faithful. And no bitterness, no anger. Are you following what I'm saying? You know why, you know why many people are not employed today? It's because when they were in school, somebody promised them a job. Just finish and send your paper. Finish. Just finish this thing and send your paper. Even before you go for NYC, just send it to this email. And that guy didn't respond to them. And that bitterness has been there for 10 years. If my uncle, this is my uncle. And God is saying, let that thing go so I can put you where you belong. You won't let it go. If you see how many people walk on the bitterness of unfulfilled promises, you know why a lot of believers cannot live in the blessing of God. As a pastor, I have many promises. But when people promise me, I bless God for their lives. I bless God for the promise. But I keep my eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of my faith. Regardless of their reaction or their response, my life is on the faith lane. And that's something I believe God wants me to speak very clearly to tonight. Let the offenses go. All those who promised you, let it go. All the brothers who sold you, bless God for their lives. Not from, you know, not from a point of, you know, there's a way we pray in church also that looks, you know, you are angry, but you, 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 you make it a prayer point. All those who sold me, all those who sold me, all those who sold me, God is seeing you people. I forgive you people. No, 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 no. God, the word has not yet worked in you. Do you understand? What we are talking about this evening is allowing, you see, your problem is not money. Your problem is not house rent. Your problem is not cars. Your problem is not job. Your problem is allowing the word of God to work with. That's why Paul said in Acts 20, he says, I commend you to God. And the word of his grace, which is able to do what? Come on, I didn't hear you. Which is able to do what? Build you up and then do what? Give you an inheritance. What gives you the inheritance? The word. But what does the word do first? Build you up. That's where people don't want. They don't want to be built up. They just want the inheritance. And the word says, no, my role is you come to receive the word. And then I start building you up. The inheritance is already reserved. The inheritance is there. You just need to be built up. Hallelujah. You just need to be built up. Glory to God. And when you are built up, 
It says it will give you an inheritance. And somebody say, well, it's a spiritual inheritance. I don't care. Whether it's spiritual. <laughs> you know, I was, I was talking to someone the other day and he was telling me, you know what? The blessing of Abraham is spiritual. I said, yes. Not a problem. I don't argue with you. I said, number one, primarily, the blessing is spiritual. That has physical implications. And it was very simple. The servant said, God have blessed my master Abraham with, and he started listing, cattles, gold, silver. Except you say that one is not in scripture. Say, and Abraham was well stricken in age, and God had blessed him in how many things? All things and in every way. So it is a spiritual blessing with physical implications. But you know the first thing God did with Abraham? He walked in him. And that's what I bring to you tonight. To allow the word of God to walk in us. Let God make those adjustments. Help us to forgive the unforgivable and love the unlovable. Help us to maintain truth and integrity. Righteousness. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.